0: This is Mike Madrid. And this is Gregory Rodriguez. We're your hosts for American ATA, where we'll be exploring the intersection of race, class, culture, and politics during a time of extraordinary change. We'll be
1: thinking out loud and processing what's on our minds as we go, unfiltered. And we're looking forward to you joining us for this discussion as we explore how we got to this
0: tumultuous moment in the United States. Welcome back, American ATA fans. Gregory, good to see you.
1: Good to see you, and, I, and I'm actually looking right at you, because we we're for the first time in, I don't know, 57 years, we are in the same city. <laughs>
0: I was going to actually use that as my intro, so you kind of took that. Oh, from, sorry, took, the, sorry. took the wind from beneath I, my wings. I take that back. This will be the first American uh podcast where we record uh, in person together, not normally over a Zoom, or as opposed to normally over a Zoom. So we'll see what the dynamic looks like. I think right. we've got some good stuff to talk about today. All I think What is it? What are we talking about? We're going to talk about one of your favorite topics, one of your favorite issue areas, which is... Uh, soccer? <laughs> not soccer. Although maybe we, we ought to... Horseback riding? We ought to put a pin in that. Uh, soccer. Maybe that's something we ought to be talking about. Soccer and baseball. I want to talk about that. The interaction of those two, at least, um, on the different continents. But let's set that aside for a moment. All right. I want to talk about journalism and the state of the media. Oh, Lord! Yeah, your favorite. Um... We're going to talk about this because The Economist actually put out a new, uh, some new polling results. Um, Reuters actually did uh, some, some polling around the industrialized world, Western Europe, the United States specifically, where they were asking respondents about whether or not you think you can trust most news most of the time. And globally, it's on the rise. There is much more confidence, markedly more confidence since 2020 about people's sense of trust and confidence in the news media organizations to tell them the truth with one notable exception. Go ahead and guess. Which country? Uh, The U.S. of A. The U.S. of A. The United States of America continues to decline. And I want to talk a little bit about why that is. I know you are a pretty voracious consumer of news, and more importantly, global news. Do you read, you you read consciously, news sources outside of the United States.
1: Yeah, because I can't stand uh, the, the the tit for tat in this country. But yeah, so I generally read. I, I tend to read
0: British and Spanish news. Yes. So well, maybe you're the perfect respondent for this then. Uh, why? What, what is the difference? What what's the biggest distinction between the U.S. news? well lives. I'm no expert on, on those. I I
1: I, I I I can I'll just talk about my phone. And I don't <laughs> that the, the 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 news that pops up on the iPhone. Uh-huh. It's getting stupider and more like Town Hall says Joe Joseph Biden is an idiot. I mean it's like it's just it's just it's not even it's not interesting in any way. Or so and so said that Felicia Rashad is bad. And everything is an indictment of the people you don't like, politically, uh, uh, ideologically, uh, whatever it is and it's it's I can't even believe. First of all, why is Town hall showing up on my freaking iPhone? But anyway, so i'm I'm just stuck at how
0: primitive it is and how uninteresting it is. So I mean, it, it's I don't know do you look at it? i try not to i mean i have since i've been consuming a lot less news since the election of course for obvious reasons but i'm also um very aware of how fragmented the news is and how news sources are trying desperately to cling to the audiences that they have the idea that you know having a large scale audience of millions of readers and viewers is is long ago past and what i think news sources are trying to do is create smaller but more loyal and more active members of the communities. So in that case, news stories become a little bit more clickish. It's almost like your own high school group. And Sarah said that, and Tom did that.
1: Right. So so they're trying to tap into your biases. Mm-hmm. Less, almost less than what you like, but more about what you don't like. Right. Exactly. And it's like and, politics. And, and so ah, so it's becoming more.
0: Focused toward a particular subgroup's disdain. Yeah. So we know quantifiably that some of the best motivators for political behavior, voting behavior specifically, is negative. It's fear and anger. Right. So if I make you afraid of something or I get you really pissed off about something, that behavior becomes addictive and I can get you more angry, more mad, more engaged, and more likely to show up and vote for the candidate that we're trying to get to vote. Uh, right. That's created an environment called negative partisanship. But what is what we've found also is consumers are consumer, you know, experts are realizing that the same dynamic can be used. So the, the media consumers. is now
1: working on that same
0: premise. Well, same premise. So,
1: for instance, last night we were at dinner and I glanced at my phone and, and Kristen Cinema—I don't know precisely how to pronounce her name—Cinema <laughs> yeah, cinema. Uh, was trending, and I, I clicked it like an idiot. I I, I regret it. and the story from some bogus outlet and then the the quote was an an intern at the senator's office said that it was a toxic environment because she was scared of making mistakes because she, she, she because her supervisor was mean this was like wait a second why is this a story and Mike says well because so many progressives are angry at cinema uh, rightly so in my mind, but neither here nor there uh, that they that the outlet figured that they put out something negative, however cheesy and stupid it was. Right. And idiots like me clicked. Actually, I didn't click the story. Do
0: I get credit? You I have just, credit. I read the tweet. <laughs> <half credit>. yeah. <laughs>
1: right.
0: You have credit. Right. Got to show your work next but, time. Yeah, but yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, So it, it was like, why is this a story? So in other words, so so now the media is. is Print journalism, in particular, it seems to be about it seems to be about peccadillos. I totally get a journalistic outlet talking about crimes, mm-hmm. that legitimate crimes and charges and a certain standard of evidence that's been used to convict somebody or not. Uh, but now uh, there seems to be a lot of reporting about the peccadillos of staffers. Mm-hmm. Of, if you're an elected official, fine. You put yourself in a position to be judged because you're in the public trust, et cetera. But a staffer, I don't know. But it's getting pettier and pettier. Um, the paper I know in Southern California had an editorial about uh, the staffers of the city hall acting like high school students. Well, they 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 themselves were acting like high school hall monitors. I mean, so we're, it's just it's the increasing policing of people's private chats of people's uh, it, it, and it, you're right, it just seems so petty. So I think that leads us to not care about the news or to not I think it it cheapens actually what we expect from them. Like like my, my, like my like exactly my reaction last night to that tweet. Wow, this is trending based on that. Yeah. So you then start thinking that news is sort of bogus or that what you expected something to be important, because I, I think maybe maybe it's at our age that we expected something that pervaded by on mass is somehow important, right? Yeah. That I should listen to this because it's trending. Whatever I don't even know that word means, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And then you you look at it and it just seems so silly. It, I, I, I'm guessing part of
0: our uh, distrust or, uh, of media
1: is that it, so much of it seems silly.
0: You were saying something that uh, really caught me because we we were at dinner. I do remember your reaction in watching the, the the cinema story break. We were also talking about the Garcetti dynamic with the staff with with L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti's staff, in the same kind of gotcha stuff. But it reminded me just at this moment that while that was over dinner, over breakfast, Politico wrote a story about Kamala Harris's staff being yeah. pissed off and upset. Yeah. And you're exactly right. It's like we're at this lull in the news cycle. So it becomes about the grinching or the uh, of staff or the wrong uh, decisions made by staff. Mm-hmm. And it's really, these are not traditional news stories. These are more kind of page six columns for the Uber hooked on politics crowd. Right. It makes, kind of makes sense for Politico. I don't know that it makes sense for the Arizona Republic. But if you're the Arizona Republic, you get your clicks from wherever you get your clicks. You don't necessarily need them from Maricopa County or from the you know, greater Phoenix or Tucson areas. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know how advertising works, but maybe the, maybe the Arizona Republic actually does need
1: to show advertisers that they're reaching people that's, in the
0: It's they might. You know, if you're a
1: mattress store in Tempe,
0: maybe you you don't maybe. You can li- you can locate those. You can hyperlocate them so that if I'm selling mattresses ah, in Phoenix, it only only Phoenix clicks. But are an better. increase in your readership from from. Uh, Increasing clicks generally helps South regardless. Dakota. It does. Yeah. It, it it lifts all boats. Yeah. Yeah, you can all monetize right. any of that traffic, which is, again, what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And they're not trying to have a broad audience, right? The, I think the criticism, I don't know how legitimate it was, but back in the day, the, Concrete, the Cronkite era, when there were three networks that we were all watching the same news with a different you know, white male talking head on it, um, and all agreeing on what was news, those days are long gone, right? Right. So what has happened is news, especially, print and online newspapers have had to find different audiences to build market share. So if I start cranking out content that the Uber politico type people are fixated on, I can get an audience of thirty to fifty thousand that are hooked that I know have a greater likelihood so, of clicking on it than trying to get four or five hundred thousand of a story I used to write. Wow.
1: Wow so 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 you use the term lull in the news cycle but we're really talking the lull in the news business. Uh, right. Well, one. Yeah. And two, so so Walter Cronkite, et cetera, was broadcasting. So what you're talking about is now everyone's narrow casting. Yeah, there you go. Well put. Everyone's narrow casting. Yeah. And it's and, and I guess since I'm I'm such a freakishly I don't I don't know. I d I don't know what groups I, 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 I you know, I I don't fit well in any category. I find most news that's targeted to somebody 15 feet to my left or 15 feet to my right or behind mm-hmm. me or in front of me it misses me entirely so mm-hmm. i feel like there's all these things being thrown but none of them none of them i'm, I'm a little shocked that people care well that's why but at my f- iphone's really ruining it for me i mean I, yeah i, I do I, I try to hide like the town hall i don't want to see another town hall yeah.
0: it, they're really silly so that's why i think you're starting to see this erosion of trust now, I'm sure this dynamic also exists in Europe. But now if you could share with us a little bit of some of the differences of why you look towards news sources in either Great Britain or in Spain to be better arbiter of news.
1: Well, I, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't make it so high-minded. I, 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 just, I just don't like the wars here. I don't like the ideological war. They, 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 they bore me. Uh, so I look for a, a little step back. Uh, in Madrid, El País is a just a, it's an exquisitely smart paper, but I can also see that people find it like the New York, like like a New York, like a person, a local person interested in the local news in New York doesn't necessarily love the New York Times, right? Because it's so high minded and it's so global that it, it misses, and it's for an elite, it's for an elite mostly Manhattan or Brooklyn based, but not necessarily the Bronx or Queens, et cetera, et cetera. So El País has it. I can see the weaknesses it has, but it's also it's also the Sunday sections are just. There's an elevated sense that the, the the think pieces during the pandemic, for instance, they had a South Korean-born philosopher in Berlin who wrote a piece for a Spanish paper on 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 why the West is at a disadvantage in 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 terms of the pandemic and how he was and he ended up being wrong in a lot of it, by the way, like the Westerners would never wear masks, uh, et cetera. But 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 they step back a little further. And think a little more deeply, mm-hmm. I find, and, and their ideas pages, where an op-ed page here uh, is very picayune, it's very side-taking, it's very, um, I, I don't, I, it's it's very engaged in the daily fight or the weekly fight. And I, I just like, uh, the, 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 the Financial Times I read, the Economist I read, just a step back. Uh, and and not necessarily in the fray. I find the the open end the, the, the very obvious biases of American dailies mm-hmm. uh, sort of insufferable. There's there's not even an attempt to step back and give you context. Right. One of my one of my things that annoys me most is that a a, um, a newspaper will use phrases that an average reader doesn't understand. And, and, and they're so busy to competing, they're so busy trying to stay relevant. They're so busy trying to, uh, that I, I have a hard time uh, caring about what they care about. It doesn't help me understand, American newspapers don't help me understand the world in a way I believe The Economist does, or The Financial Times does. I, understanding the world is why I read, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I think um, you can feel American journalism drowning. And when you're drowning, you don't have the largesse and the space to think broadly. I just don't feel any broad thinking in American
0: journalism. I like the term drowning, because I think it's very apt, but I wanna make sure I'm understanding it for the same reasons. What you're saying is that because they're no longer able to monetize and stay afloat, that they're desperately looking for clicks and audiences. And so they don't get to do the thoughtful think pieces. They just have to put out what whose staff members pissed off about what or who said what on a private Facebook page.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that they're not looking. Give an example. Uh, try to answer that. There was a time when newspapers, like the Los Angeles Times, were the cornerstone of, uh, of a metropolitan area that was seeking to build uh, itself, its industries, its reputation, its... Uh, it was in the service of its middle and upper middle classes, these newspapers. Uh, they were never in the service of anybody, more than that. Um, but there was, a, there, there was a time when they were seen as part of something, of lifting. And in order to uplift, one has to be secure. In order to give, one has to have largesse. They see th- their smallness of spirit and their smallness of intellectual breath comes from the fact that they're in survival mode. Hmm. Hmm. I think I, I think um there's a I think I, I read desperation in them.
0: I read desperation in the media, the American news media.
1: Yeah, well the less so than the New York Times because it's not
0: dying. Right. You know. But and those they, that are those smaller market papers that are struggling, you start to see a lot more. It seems desperate. niche audience specific. You read too
1: many things that don't that you wonder why they're there. Why is this important why and is this why? is it news? Why yeah. is this news? And um, it just comes across as silly.
0: Yeah. And well, let's doesn't... let's let's use that as a segue to talk about the role of journalists, right? Which <laughs> has changed significantly, right? In the I don't time know. That... I, well, absolutely. since you've been you've been you used to be a regular contributor. I was a, to no, the... I was
1: a columnist for major newspaper. Okay. I don't I don't know. I've n- I would never consider myself. a, a No, no, journalist. you weren't a journalist. But go on. T- t- what were you go? What what was the premise? Well, it seemed
0: like back in the you know, and I'm not trying to mythologize here, but the you know. Woodward and Bernstein days, when they were taking down very big targets, and I, there's a question as to whether or not the that if journalism is focused exclusively on taking down power, is it journalism? But that became the ethic, I think. Well, it, it, during during the the, the Nixon Watergate administration.
1: Well, first of all, there was a. Actually, very honest piece uh, in uh, in the Columbia Journalism Review like six months ago, and it it essentially said the the only way journalism is relevant today is to take down people uh, in in the service of wow. the fairness of democracy. However, here here's the here's the here's the clinch. They won't take the, the, newspapers are now owned by shady billionaires. They're not going to be taken down by their employees. So the shadiest, most powerful people in America own the media or are friends with the people that are on the media so the media actually never takes down anybody big they only take down people small so basically we have a bunch of you know righteous uh, morality seekers working for shady billionaires so it, it's, it, it's just, so it, you know, it's a little bit it, they're in a, but they never take down anybody big
0: or not anybody huge no they take down a little big
1: I don't know I think the I don't think to take down the, the Mayor Garcetti's staff is big. That's fair. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, a, a big is somebody who moves lives on mass, a billionaire who owns companies that moves that 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 that, that can that can ruin lives or or, or better lives uh, in a matter of seconds. I don't. I think that in other words, this this Columbia Journalism Review was was right, but in that they're, 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 that's the way they say relevant, but they can't stay relevant because. They're owned by the people
0: and the friends of people who can't be touched. My sense is that journalists, and again, I don't know anything about this. This is just my sense. My sense is that journalists, there was a time when the idea was to target the largest targets as possible, the, the fulcrums of power that you're talking about, to write in a way that appeals to as many people as possible with as much relevant content as possible. I think all three of those Rocket. things no longer yeah. exist, right?
1: Well, you know, my my, uh, my take on journalism generally is the role of Watchdog, while important, while critical, absolutely, I'm not denying that, was not the only rule of an important news outlet. An, an important news outlet from the very start, uh, and James Fallows has written about this, it, What was to narrate a society, was to have a sense... You know, again, uh, countries are places that we imagine to be, even though we never left the place where we are. We imagine that we're part of this network with all these people we'll never have met. And so are cities. And cities thrive off of a sense of narratives that we all share. So, so stories that lead, lead us to feel that we're all living in the same place, even though we, we are, you're cross, you're right here in Midtown Sacramento you probably never go to certain parts of town and they never see you, but certain sense... uh, Newspapers can give you a sense of shared community, Mm -hmm. of collective narratives, and they can help build a society and help keep together a society in the stories they tell. So part, uh, an important part of journalism, which I believe has completely died, is the element of telling the stories that weaves together the society, that weaves together... That 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 it's stories that make us feel part of any given place. We're not we don't live in villages where we know all 10 people. We live in cities with millions of people, and millions of people can't talk to each other. So who talks? Who helps people talk to each other? But media. Mm-hmm. Media helps you presumably connect with the people you'll never meet and make you feel part. Baseball teams do that, right? Football teams, sports teams, they're all, you know, you can go and see a Sacramento, I don't know if you're a Kings fan or whatever, but you can go feel part of a same thing because of a story being told by players. Right. And, and And that, to me, was a really important part of American journalism, weaving together society, and I don't think we have that aspect
0: at all anymore. I think that's right i think what we're doing is we're having people weave together communities that are not geographically located they're more interest dominated that's the internet so, Yeah. the internet so if i'm a, if i'm a reporter in phoenix and my job is to cover Kristen cinema the story that i'm writing about her staff not liking her right. or being upset or feeling morally betrayed because of her policy positions isn't an audience of the state of Arizona exclusively. Right. In fact, right. it's largely for outside of it. Right. And I'm using my credibility, my my contacts, my network, to leverage an outside-of-Arizona audience. Right. That's not trying to weave together a society in Arizona, to your point. Right. It's trying to weave together some sort of interest that cares about what Christian cinema is doing exactly. in the Senate on a daily basis and then monetizing the clicks and the traffic.
1: Brilliant. And, and, and secondarily... The use of the term community, whereas it may have originated as geographically people who sh- who shared a fate with all sorts of strangers within a certain area, because the city depended on certain uh, industries or the city depended on you know on taking care of a certain body of water, whatever it is, community now comes to like-mindedness or identity. Of people you don't will never have met, 3,000 miles away. Um, you know, I have you've known for a long time. I hate the use of the word Latino community. I live in Koreatown. I live with Pakistanis, uh, Bengalis, Latinos uh, of Mexican origin of and Koreans, Anglos. I live in a diverse place. These notions of communities are abstractions that we live in on the computer, and we ignore the fact that when we walk out our door, mm-hmm. we actually live in a community full of all sorts of people. Ideally, and we've actually abstracted community to the point where we're living—we pretend we live in the internet. Um, uh, so, so we've devalued community, and community is what place make the sense of community, the sense of belonging, is the origins of. Democratic behavior, the origins of the, your sense of your country is your, the only sense you really have is your sense of place. Huh. And all of this erodes a sense of place. And so we're all living, and in the most basic terms, in the way people will insult people in their anonymity of the internet, people who go to a town meeting may actually restrain their anger when they see a face that they recognize. So there's more there's more incentive to civility when you actually talk to somebody you live with and may actually see again at the shopping, at the, at the central market. So the abstraction of community is a disaster to, to countries, it's a disaster to communities, and it's a disaster to civility.
0: So where newspapers specifically used to be the glue that bound together geographic locations, they are now accelerating the fragmentation because they're really not trying to do that anymore. No, they don't have the wherewithal. I mean again, if I use pity then.
1: They don't have the they don't have the wherewithal. Also, I think as as, as any yeah, you know, Journalists, like anyone else, need a sense of importance, and they are now the, the, they're, their their biggest—they uh, think of themselves as guardians of democracy. Well, God bless you, then. So is a are you you know so as a, a sanitation engineer, I guess. But we all have purposes in our world. Journalists is not more high-minded or more special than anyone else, and they—I think in large part they lost uh, the notion of of having some sort of affection. For a place and building a place rather than becoming sort of an ideological uh sort of a, a taliban that, that cruises the streets to see if you're wearing your veil right
0: and i think that's what they've become in a, in a lot of american cities yeah well, so I'm, I'm looking at the data that the economist put on and uh, has put out rather and it's, a, it's an annual tracking and it's remarkable i would be remiss if i didn't mention this but there's a slide amongst all of those countries uh, with the exception of one country, I'll let you guess which that was, beginning in 2016 of confidence in the news media. Mm -hmm. So with all of these countries, Germany, Denmark, Britain, Ireland, Spain, the US, all of these countries that have been pulled and tested, there's a marked slide down in who you think you can trust the news most of the time. That question in all of those countries except one began a downward slide in 2016. Can you guess which one it was? Mm. It was the United States of America. Mm. It goes up decidedly in 2016. Now, here's what happens. It continues a downward slide until about 2019. A couple, of th- couple, couple um, countries show a pop. But in 20, all of those that showed a downward trend reverse and go back up with the exception of, again, the United States and Ireland, mm-hmm. one, one other notable exception. And I can't help but believe that it's commensurate and correlate with their view and beliefs of standings of the United States government. Mm -hmm. There's a reflection of the media and the way it's being covered, not only domestically, but globally, with how people are looking at the political situation and perhaps the biases through which they see that lens. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? Rephrase it for me. Well, basically what I'm saying is that all of these countries that show America in in the United States of America in a negative light when Donald Trump gets elected also say they don't trust the news media until he loses his election. What happens then is their approval ratings of the media start to go up, their confidence in the media goes up, and their approval ratings of the United States political system and administration under Biden goes up as well. So there's a correlation between the way all of these countries are looking at the media and their approval ratings of the United States government.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not catching the the they're looking at their own media and reflected through how it covers the United States? I think that that's a fair assumption to make. I I think it's an overstatement. I I think um I even from the first time I lived in Spain when I was 14, the United States was much more top of the news than it is now. Mm-hmm. One of the great things that's happened to the world is the the the, the United States, the world is less obsessed with the United States. Uh, now than it has been <laughs> yeah. in any time in our lifetime. So the United States is not that important. That's
0: a topic for another day. Let's spin yeah. on that one. And,
1: and some of it is just—it's kind of healthy. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um,
1: but the United States, and, and Trump wasn't the beginning of it. He accelerated it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny. I had a I had a conversation with a friend of mine in Madrid. Uh, he's a superintendent of a of an apartment building, and he was uh, railing against the socialist prime minister. Um, of of Spain, Pedro Sanchez, and I, Ray, he's just calling him a psychopath, using big words, and I said, he's not as bad as Donald Trump. He said, no, 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 God, no one is. (laughs) (laughs) So so it kind of, it it was so bad it put other people's just like, like domestic disdains in, in perspective it, yeah it was hilarious. like a oh yeah about the United that's States, another level that's a
0: whole different level of the, yeah dysfunction
1: uh, i don't know i mean you know the, the u.s is, is, has always been a whipping boy for people for right if you're the biggest kid on the block you're gonna be envied and hated and all sorts of things but i think the u.s is less envied and le- and, and actually subsequently less hated than it has been any times in our lifetime it's it's less less top of the news and
0: that's maybe a good thing. Like I said. think it's
1: a good thing. I mean, I, I'm not. I think the United States has to come off its off its uh, the top of its pyramid and see itself as a as a human country full of humans. Uh, I think the moral mission of the country has been a blessing and a, but a curse, but mostly a curse through its life. So I think seeing it as a as a terrestrial nation uh, is a, a, you know, or seeing humans as as multifaceted is just a good thing. I think it's a good thing it, 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 which then requires things like forgiveness and it requires um, yeah there's too much righteousness in the American the American national projection and
0: it's really hard to pull off now after Trumpy Trump Trump can you guess the top 3 or name a couple of the top 3 countries that have the highest level of trust Dude I wouldn't,
1: I don't want to know no I can't guess I
0: don't no. it won't surprise you but it Finland uh okay. Denmark okay Australia, okay, which had a significant rebound after twenty twenty, was right in the middle of the pack. So was, this is the, the highest trust. Yeah, oh, the most trusting of their news sources. Right, and then um, this one's a little bit curious to me, Brazil. Tr- wow.
1: Yeah, I don't know enough about any of them. Uh, although you know my brief experience in, in Helsinki, and I, I ate a, a reindeer burger, and I, I still taste it. <laughs> I still have the taste in my <laughs> mouth, dude. Is that a good still, thing or a No, bad I, I don't thing? know, dude. I wouldn't, eat, I wouldn't eat the bear and stuff. I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't... I, you know, I have this... I have a really... You went
0: th- with the reindeer burger option because it was the least offensive. Yes!
1: Dude, <laughs> moose. I have this thing with moose. I love moose. Are you kidding me? I've never me? seen a moose. Swear yeah. to God. I've never seen one. A live one. But I just... They're funny-looking animals, right? Yeah. They're just funky-looking. I would not eat a moose burger. I could
0: not do it. But you went with a reindeer. Yeah. Isn't a reindeer a, a junior moose? Junior Moose! Isn't it? That was the
1: stand I was eating. Was, was, I had a reindeer burger at the Junior moose, Junior moose Deli. Don't
0: reindeers grow up to be moose? <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it on that. Good talking to you. All right. Thanks, bud. Thanks again for visiting with Gregory Rodriguez and Mike Madrid on this episode of American Ata. If you've enjoyed the discussion, please help us out. Share, review, and give us five stars. We'll talk to you next episode.